0: hi christy hello we're back at it again we are we're we're back on our bullshit uh <laughs> yeah it's a fun phrase <laughs> it's it's time for us to once again uh thrust our favorite media at each other in this scenario where we have no choice but to comply with each other's wishes and expose <laughs> ourselves to uh whatever it is that we've chosen so um with that in mind how's about you go first and tell me what I'll be concerning myself with for the next two weeks.
1: I get to go first. Okay, yes. Are you ready? Okay, well, you. this is a book. It's a novel. And I always run the gambit of you have read it already. So <laughs> um, it's a novel by N.K. Jemsen called The Fifth Season. Have you read that before?
0: Here's a thing, Christy. Oh, no. I have a copy of this book.
1: Oh, thank God.
0: <laughs> but you haven't read it yet. I, I haven't read it. Oh, so
1: <laughs> you just gave me like a small heart attack. I have a backup, but this <laughs> yeah. is the one I really want, to I'm, do This I'm, week. Crea-
0: I'm creating tension for the listeners.
1: <sighs> you're hurting me. <laughs> what you're doing? No, okay. So that's actually really exciting because I was afraid you'd have to like order it or you know wait, but now you don't have to wait.
0: No excuses. <laughs> <laughs> I've, no, I, yeah, I've got a copy. Um, I've nice. read so many Kate but I haven't. Uh, I have. This has been sort of on my t- like most, most book people will know that you have a to-read <laughs> pile and like through no like fault of the books on it sometimes it takes you a while to get around them because you know like you know a lot of book people are basically like magpies and are easily yeah. distracted <laughs>
1: My favorites when like, I have a huge book pile. I have two book piles: ones of like just comics, and ones of normal like books. And I like fast. <laughs> I'll buy a new book and I'll fast track it like an asshole. And I'm like, sorry, other books that have been sitting here <laughs> for a long time. This one gets read first for yeah, no I, reason I, other than I feel like it.
0: I do. I do the exact same thing. But, <laughs> nice. I, Yeah. So. So. Cool. That worked. That worked out well. Yeah. But, um, for the purposes of the podcast, how's about you? <laughs> uh carry on with what you were gonna say
1: <laughs> the, so it's okay, okay it's a novel by nk demson called the fifth season it's the first book out of a series called the broken earth trilogy it's long ish it's kind of a longer book um but it'll uh, go by quickly. we'll see about that yeah it, well it feels like it goes by pretty quick
0: i've read journey to the west christine none of <laughs> That's 1,500 pages long.
1: It's not necessarily, I was like, oh, you're not going to finish in time. <laughs> yeah. Just like, I don't know, just anyone out there in case you...
0: <laughs> I, I, I can read a, a book in a day or in a couple of days. The thing is, I, I don't go anywhere or do anything, so I have lots of time to read.
1: Uh, you're putting yourself up, you're putting yourself down. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, it's long, and I thought it was really, really impressive um i'm really bad at synopsis but i'll I'll do my best so the fifth (laughs) season takes place in a place called the stillness which is an ironic name (laughs) since the stillness is constantly violently changing like the geography of this place is not consistent there's quakes and volcanoes erupting and wiping out cities and settlements like constantly and in this place (laughs) i
0: like I do like that. There's not enough like sarcasm in <laughs> fantasy name- place names.
1: Yeah, well, this one's like, deeply like, it's funny, you're like, ha and then where you read, you're like, this is a really mean name. Like, this is not... <laughs> this is intense. <laughs> uh, and, it's, and in The Stillness, there are these regular apocalyptic fallouts, basically, where all the citizens of The Stillness refer to this as a fifth season. So when a fifth season rolls around, Society basically just hunkers down and tries to survive for however long this season is going to, you know, play out. And because of that, uh, all these different seasons that have come and gone throughout, you know, the human race um, and humanity has always scraped through so far. Uh, but because of that and this constant awareness of that, you know, at any moment <laughs> everyone could be experiencing apocalypse, um, society has become very... Uh, community-based usefulness and there's like a really intense caste system in place and the lowest caste system or the lowest class of this system are called the okay this is a word i have not heard said out loud and i've only read it and i've only been saying it in my head but um i've been saying orogenes but it might be pronounced differently i like searched Mm. (laughs) i went on youtube and i was like come on interview where someone says the name (laughs) (laughs) nothing i was like god damn it so, if someone knows like
0: don't correct me, I'm doing my best um yeah. just remember if someone pronounces a word wrong, it means they learned it by reading,
1: yeah, exactly, so um, but the origins are people who can like pull amazing power from the earth itself like a seismic magical um ability, and they can kind of control elements with this ability, and they're taken from their homes as children and they're brought to this place called the Fulcrum to learn how to use these abilities and The Origins are deeply hated and feared, and even with all the good that they do to help the stillness, like, the only reason they're allowed to exist is that there's this other uh, caste group (laughs) called the Guardians, and they take care of, uh, they're kind of like the caretakers of the Origins. so, like, if one goes out of line, they get killed, basically. And more, you know, that's just kind of background story stuff but it gets really into all that and it's very very fascinating and the story follows a young girl named Dayama a young woman named Sinite, and a woman named Asun and that's kind of all I want to talk about <laughs> I could go on I'll talk some more but like it really is a lot of it's just you have to read it to experience it and in the the bulk of this book because it's a first book in a series is laying the scene and explaining explaining the world but the way in which ah, the reader absorbs it, it's so good. (laughs) The narrative is so much its own thing, and yet it didn't take any time for me, like, getting used to it. You know, like, sometimes you read a story and you're like, oh, okay, like, the way it's written, you're kind of like, okay, let's shift gears, let's get into it, okay, and then you can go along with it really well. And this book has kind of an unusual uh, narrative prose, but I didn't have any problem with it whatsoever, which was kind of shocking after I finished it. <laughs> I was like, oh, I just went for it, huh? Uh, <laughs> so I'll be really interested to hear your opinions on that. Like, I don't know. Um, the character a storyline is written in, oh God, second person point of view, present tense. <laughs> <laughs> so it's written like, you go here, you do this, you feel this. And I've never read anything in like recent memory anyway, that's written like that.
0: I do a game books podcast, so I know, I'm but- <laughs> familiar with that. <laughs> it's going to be quite it's weird true. to read that and not have, like, come to the end of the page and it tell me to go to a completely different page. Yeah, or, like, roll that's so dice. funny.
1: I didn't even think of that, but you're 100% right. It was different <laughs> and weird, kind of weird for me. But uh, I really, really, really enjoyed it. Um, you know, and so that was just kind of a really interesting thing. And, like, so by, like, the second page in the like reading the prologue i was like holy shit this book's amazing (laughs) rarely does that happen to me (laughs) so i was really excited to share it with you you say
0: that but we've had pretty much that exact conversation after you've (laughs) read several books
1: i guess that's true it doesn't feel like it to me at the time i get but those i guess those would be the ones i talk about though
0: huh we we once spent months like dissecting one of my favorite uh fantasy series on tumblr when i Got you into it, so... Oh my
1: god. No, okay, so Realm of the Elderlings is why I started reading this book, because I was, like, trying to chase that dragon, right? And (laughs) I went online, and the...
0: I I refuse to dignify that pun with a response.
1: (laughs) Come on, it was pretty good! I say that, being
0: secretly very impressed.
1: (laughs) Pretty good, right? Anyway, (laughs) so uh, there was one of those listings, like, if you like this, maybe you'll like these, blah, blah, blah. And they're not even remotely at all similar, but I do think someone appreciated the person whoever I may got this list from really appreciated um the depth of prose and you know character mm. work that's in Realm of the Elderlings and that's why they suggested this book.
0: Yeah. I mean um when I when I used to work in a bookstore, um if someone like said, Can you recommend me a series that's similar to this, you know, I would very rarely think of it in terms of, like, content. I'd think more in terms exactly. of, like, the feelings that are evoked when you read it.
1: Thank you. I get really upset, <laughs> like, irrationally <laughs> upset sometimes when um, someone's like, oh, you like this, you like this. I'm like, you don't understand why I like it. <laughs> like, you don't, you're obviously not connecting the dots correctly here because I would hate the
0: thing you just said. <laughs> I, I don't want to read Game of Thrones. Stop <laughs> okay. asking me to read it
1: yeah like but you like lore of the rings i'm like oh my god i can't even begin to tell you how different <laughs> this, this thing is i don't understand Stop, just, just
0: stop please stop telling me to watch breaking bad i have hannibal <laughs> i don't need breaking bad
1: oh man you know i felt like when glee was on air every day of my life someone was telling me you like musicals you should watch glee and i was like i can't take this anymore like i don't know what to do i need to print a shirt out that's like yes i like musicals no i'm not gonna watch glee like i don't again
0: we again, had, <laughs> we had, we had the get down we don't realistically need glee I, thank you so much um <laughs> <laughs> we understand each other so well it's so beautiful
1: um yeah but uh one thing with this book the fifth season and the whole broken earth trilogy uh is that you'll you're gonna pick up very quickly that there is a lot of real world like racial gender and sexual commentary happening in this story and in this series and then the layers and depth and combinations of that you know topics of prejudice and inequality and fear that come through you know reading about the stillness and it's so effective and So much so that like several times when I was reading, I just kind of zoned out and my brain kind of went, God, I hope the people who need to read this are reading it. (laughs) Both in the sense that the book so effectively teaches about fear and prejudice and inequality and systems of oppression. And that if you can understand it in this book, you have absolutely no excuse to not understand it in, you know, real life. And also (laughs) that this series is so in its own way Really deeply affirmative of, you know, just the the complexities of life and individuals, and, uh, and it's just really emotional. And I'm so excited that you're gonna get a chance to read it. I'm smiling mm. so big right well, now. um
0: uh, I've read uh, the Inher- the Inheritance trilogy by N.K. Jemisin, and that was, you know, those were like three books that I absolutely loved. And you know, it's I've had the fifth season, as I say, in my two read pile for quite some time just because i've gone right i love these books by this author i'm probably gonna love this as well but then it's it's kind of one of those things like i think if you if you know you're gonna love a book sometimes it there is there isn't quite that urgency i think to read it. it or it's kind of like i'm gonna need to save that in case you know because like sometimes like certainly this, this i mean this has happened to me quite recently is uh i'll buy a book and i'll start reading it and i'll immediately realize that i dislike it (laughs) Yeah. and then it's like i need to palate cleanse so you kind of hold books in reserve for when you know that you're going to need them it's funny because it's true if you're having sort of garbage brain times and you think i need to be sort of like uplifted or challenged you know challenged or you know sort of various things like that so i think it's and sometimes it's it's for stupid reasons like um Uh, obviously Christy you'll know I bought uh, I got the second book in the Fits and the Fool trilogy by Robin Hobb for my birthday in I want to say like 2015 and then the next book didn't come out until 2016 or 27 no it was last year wasn't it yeah Yeah. so I I got the book for my, my birthday in like whichever year it was and then it was like another I was like I need to I knew that I'd have, like, as soon as I read this book, I'd want to read the next one immediately. So I waited, and then my next birthday rolled around, and the book hadn't come out, and it didn't come out until, like, spring the following year, so. I've done that before, And it was just like, two. I could just read it, but then, like, no. I'd already set these arbitrary rules for myself.
1: I have the strangest ability, and this is just my whole life, and this has happened with several series, and I don't know what's going on but I have this uncanny ability to start reading a series that's just about to end you know like I catch up (laughs) right to the last book and I'm like well done everyone let's go and I feel like such a mooch because I'll like (laughs) I'll just have it all laid out before me like some they'll just feast on it and then all these other people have been suffering for years waiting for like a book and I'm like oh right it's here let's go (laughs) I've done it like seven times
0: (laughs) you don't know the struggles I've been through yeah I don't (laughs) (laughs) No, but like, and then we got we got to go through it together.
1: Yeah, it was really fun. So hopefully we can do that with this one. You could write me long writes of this.
0: Yeah, well, we're gonna. Well, at least one of it will be an episode of a podcast. That's true. Um. So okay. So the fifth season by N.K. Jemisin. Uh, a book I a book I already own, but have not yet got around to
1: reading. (laughs) Hooray!
0: Um. Okay. Cool. So I know I'll be reading at some point in the next week.
1: What do you have for
0: me? Let me set the scene for you, Christy. Oh, good. It's 1980. Okay. Neither of us have been born. Yeah. However, there is a man named Kevin Gillis, who is a Canadian man from Canada, and he comes up with an idea for uh, a cartoon, which he brings to fruition with the help of the Canadian Broadcasting Corporation there are four animated specials of this cartoon that run from 1980 to 1984 and then in 1985 it becomes a series that series is what I will be recommending to you and that series is called The Raccoons
1: The Raccoons
0: Are you familiar with The Raccoons?
1: Not even remotely (laughs) You have no idea how happy I am Right,
0: this is is one of my favourite cartoons It was one of my favourite cartoons when I was a kid um it was weirdly you know it was big in the uk i don't know that it ever got broadcast that much i don't know if like you know you i mean um christy you grew up in hawaii yeah we did not get this (laughs) (laughs) i don't know if it was even syndicated in the states that's the thing um i know like i think it was big in the uk and australia um as i say um it was a canadian cartoon and sort of watching it now now that you know what, like, because uh, I got the DVD box set for Christmas a few years ago, of the of the first season, and I watched it, and I'm sort of watching it as an adult who knows a little bit more about the world. <laughs> uh, my abiding thought when I was watching it is, this is the most Canadian thing I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I didn't realize a lot of. What I understand now to be true about Canada, uh, I was fed as a child through the (laughs) raccoons, but uh, it's about as you might be able to tell from the title. uh, It's about three raccoons who live in the Evergreen Forest, which is the name of the forest, but also the type of forest that it is. Um, And it's kind of I think it's supposed to be like like a national park uh, because there's there's a ranger and uh, and his kids and their dog, uh, Schaefer. And Schaefer is a dog when he's with the humans, but he can also go off and sort of be with other animals. And then he like walks upright and talks. Hmm. It, it's one of those things you're not you're not gonna ha- you're gonna have to not think about it too much. <laughs> Done. <laughs> uh, so there's three raccoons. Uh, there's Ralph and Melissa, uh, who are a couple, and they're kind of ver- they're very like normal. They're like very very normal people, uh, despite the fact that they're raccoons who live <laughs> in a tree. Uh, a tree. Where they they live in, inside a like they have like an apartment thing inside a tree, which is called the Raccoon Dominium. And <laughs> I only found out it was called that while researching for this episode. Oh, <laughs> so I'm delighted. Very like the, the, the main character is uh, Bert Raccoon, who is what I would charitably call an asshole. <laughs> okay. Not because not because he's nasty or vindictive. It's just. He's a bit much. He has, you know, he's he's your sort of typical like cartoon sitcom type character who has like the zany schemes and needs to like learn life lessons and and, <laughs> and such. You know, his kind of escapades are the driving force for a lot of the episodes because they come into conflict with uh, Cyril Sneer, who is an aardvark. <laughs> And if I had to describe his character, it would be evil Scrooge McDuck. Oh. He, like, he's kind of like, like Flint Hart Glomgold, that kind of... Yeah. You know, so he's very rich and he likes money and he doesn't like things that aren't money. And he's always doing things to make himself rich. And maybe that involves cutting down a forest. Maybe a forest where raccoons live. Yeah. So he's kind of like the local like rich dude. And he's also an asshole. <laughs> the way that capitalists tend to be and he has a son uh called cedric who's extremely like nerdy he's got like the big sort of coke bottle glasses (laughs) uh and cedric is friends with the raccoons and he will often sort of work against his dad whenever his dad's got some kind of scheme going he'll be working with uh the raccoons to thwart him (laughs) um it's all very kind of like personal stakes a lot of the time there's no kind of, like, uh, like world-ending stuff. It's it's very much, like... It's a very, sort of, like, domestic comedy. But there's I've, also, like, I've Googled treasure it. hunts.
1: I've Googled yeah. it while we've been talking. And the character designs are amazing. <laughs> like, I cannot <laughs> wait to watch whatever the hell this is <laughs> happening right here. <laughs> and I just... I love it already.
0: Oh, my God. Another big part of the appeal of the show is uh, the music. It has like songs in I know. it.
1: Oh, I didn't get that vibe but at all. But
0: the, the cool. like non diegetic songs that's kind of it's mm. like it has a soundtrack sung by uh, a singer called Lisa Lougheed, and they are the most 80s music oh imaginable. Yes. If the soundtrack to the Transformers movie was a person who sang, it would be <laughs> Lisa Lougheed. It's like that kind of it's very kind of like synth heavy. Um, You'll, you'll under, Christy, you'll understand what, anyone who's seen it understands what I mean, and you'll understand what I mean when you watch it. You, you probably, I think you will come out of this show wanting, like, a copy of all the songs, very you good know, that are in it. It's very kind of, like, hairspray and leg warmers type of 80s thing.
1: I've got a picture of Cedric Sneer here, and they're amazing. <laughs> I, they're pink, they're pink. As, Ant ears? As some, Is that what
0: aardvark's? As some aardvark's are, as far as I know. Wow. <laughs> they're probably not. I don't know if they are aardvark's. I'm imagining. I mean, that's that what I meant,
1: are. unless they're really small, weird elephants. <laughs> like, I don't know what else <laughs> they'd be.
0: I think that. I'm pretty sure they're
1: supposed to be aardvark's. A run-over dog? Um... Like. <laughs> <laughs> oh, one dear. looks like. I love it so much. I'm so excited. I've never, ever heard of this, which is really, really, <laughs> really interesting when it comes to animation. I'll be toot my own horn there. Like, I have no idea what this is. I'm <laughs> super excited. Uh,
0: well, yeah, uh, people my age in the UK will be very familiar with the raccoons. They could probably recite the opening oh my God. like narration of the show from memory. i had a third eye this...
1: open right now. <laughs> See, this is what's so fun. Like kid media, you just you you consume what's on your TV at the time, right? And I'm aware yeah. that there's other TV shows out there, and I I know cartoons and stuff, but like movies get an international kind of, you know, broadcast kind of going on. Uh, mm. but but TV shows will still kind of live in their own little orbit. So the raccoons has never entered my orbit, and I am so excited. That you have
0: done this there's so many british cartoons from when i was a kid yeah uh, or... which like british cartoons don't seem to be a thing anymore like we, it's not something that we, we seem to do we used to have um a company called cosgrove hall and they made stuff that maybe like us listeners will be familiar with like danger mouse and count Duckula. yeah they did an animated adaptation of uh, the bfg by roald hall uh that was really good and they, they did so many great cartoons that didn't really get a lot of play outside the UK from what I can see, but like it they couldn't really compete with stuff like Avatar or Teen Titans, where yeah. it's got that kind of like backing of a corporation and there's like merchandise. This was just, you know. Yeah. Please tell me you've at least heard of Super Ted.
1: Um if I see a picture maybe. I mean I know Danger Mouse. I know right. Count Dacula Duc-
0: Imagine if Captain Marvel was a teddy bear.
1: <gasps> okay i have you think you've told me this before because that's yeah. very much in my wheelhouse for sure
0: <laughs> yeah that was uh, a welsh cartoon super Who, Ted. who's um, the
1: blue capped red s- s- sweatshirt it looks like a toy it's like a little boy i swear that's a british like stop-motion cartoon i can't think now
0: yep you're probably talking about something that is immediately knowable to anyone my age I and mean, just i just i'm not explaining for it whatever well, reason because
1: i can't think of the name anyway but i i think that's around the same the same company yeah
0: sorry <laughs> we, we, yeah but um that's, that's the thing when i was a kid we had like lots of like uk cartoons but we also had you know we also had stuff like you know he-man and transformers and thundercats but we also had the raccoons it's got like a very weird tone for a cartoon for kids it's very sort of contemplative if that's understandable it's like it 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 deals with sort of like nature and stuff like that but never kind of like to the degree that something like captain planet did where it's sort <laughs> of so like front and center it's it's always you know it, it seems to be just like really nice like matte paintings of a lovely evergreen forest in canada and you just kind of appreciate the beauty of it but also, there's like cartoon raccoons running around. So
1: <laughs> it has like a really, it has like a a very an alternative reality PompoCo kind of <laughs> vibe to it.
0: It does. <laughs> yeah, it's got it's got a, it's got a wonderful aesthetic, and um, as as you've as you have now discovered, uh, the the character designs are wonderful. Uh, the 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 voice acting is incredible. It's like you know. People my age will have the the voice of like Burt Raccoon or Cyril Sneer. <laughs> will hearing it will will set off these like Proustian memories. Um, <laughs> I I can hook you up uh with with these ep- uh, with uh, episodes of this cartoon. Uh, I'm not expecting you to watch all of it, but you know, because but the nice thing of it is because it's not like an ongoing series in the sense that there's like like an ongoing narrative it's kind of you can't just like watch random episodes and like get the you know and understand what sort of what it's doing and uh yeah so i'll i'll be very interested when we reconvene to find out what you made of the raccoons
1: (laughs) what i'm gonna do is i'm i'm going to watch it with my kids and i will also convey to you how my children feel about it (laughs) That's that would what be I'm lovely.
0: That, I'd love that so much. And I remembered the name of
1: the other one. It's Noddy's Toyland Adventures.
0: Oh, Noddy! God, I feel like such an idiot now. Yeah. See, that's the thing. Noddy. Noddy is incredibly famous.
1: <laughs> well, he's still around because he has a new show that my kids watch. It's not stop motion
0: though. He's a detective, well, I don't imagine and it's it would be. Um... I imagine they've changed it? a lot of the source material because it's based on <laughs> books by Enid Blyton and a lot of the bu- the books it was based on were quite racist. Uh. <laughs> so, I imagine there's there's been some uh updating going on, but yeah, yeah, like Noddy Noddy's kind of on the same level as like Paddington or Winnie the Pooh in the UK. Okay. Right. Okay. So, uh we have our assignments. Uh I'll be reading The Fifth Season by N.K. Jemisin, uh, a fantasy novel. Uh, And Christy will be watching The Raccoons, uh, a ridiculous uh, children's cartoon from the 1980s from Canada. Very Um, excited! (laughs) And uh, we'll reconvene in two weeks and uh, find out what we thought. So until then, bye!
1: Aloha!